Podcast Answer Man, episode number 263. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. We've got a podcasting A to Z, of course, for that. Hey, my friends, there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. That's right, my friends. And today, to take things to the next level, I am going to attempt to record a lot of content into this episode. In fact, we're going to be talking about how to manage multiple brands. We're going to talk a little bit about personal mission statements, business mission statements, how we can keep things all straightened out in our branding online, creating multiple podcasts. I'm also going to briefly tell you about the upcoming July 2012 podcasting A to Z course that I am finally accepting registrations for. And also, I will be including a 45-minute interview with Noah Shanuck, who is the CEO of Stitcher Radio. Very excited about some of the content that uh, has come out in that interview, and I wanted to share the full 45 minutes with you. And as a result of that... Due to the length of this interview, I have had to take a lot of content that I wanted to throw into episode 263 and push that off for episode 264 next week. But uh, because the minutes count, actually the seconds count in the opening of this episode, I'm going to go ahead and start things off right now with a question from Spencer regarding managing multiple brands. Hey Cliff, this is Spencer from the Video Snapcast. I had a question. I am looking to start another show that is not at all connected to the Video Snapcast. It has nothing to do with uh, making video on a beginner level. It's not even video related at all. Um, And I have some concerns about going forward in, in terms of just a consistency as I present myself as the creator of these two different shows that really have two completely different audience uh, bases. So uh, the one show, Video Snapcast, you know, is, is a little bit more techie. Um, but my other show is going to be much more lifestyle. I'll have my wife on the show and interview lots of different people probably. Uh, about a variety of different things, all contained in one show, but much more, you know, family focused and and lifestyle. So, I just want to ask you about that. You know, what's been your experience? Things you'd recommend doing or not doing? If there's been a lot of crossover, or you know, just how that's been. Anyways, I appreciate all you're doing, and uh, thanks again for being a huge inspiration for me to start podcasting. I think every time I listen to your show, I get excited about podcasting and it's just great i love it so i would encourage anybody who's listening to the show that hasn't started podcasting yet to get started just get started get going on it and uh have a good time with it anyways thanks cliff again appreciate all you do 
Thank you so much, Spencer. And yes, Just Get Started is the same advice that I would give you if you've been thinking about starting a podcast. And of course, I'm going to tell you about the Podcasting A to Z course in just a moment. But Spencer, you bring up an amazing question. And honestly, this is a topic that has been a major focus for the Podcast Mastermind. You know, we've got 42 members of the Podcast Mastermind and we meet together quite often. And uh, in our meetings, the topic of our personal brand is is oftentimes uh, a, a central focus of, of some of the conversations we have. Many of us are podcasting about our passions, and oftentimes you get so excited about podcasting and, and just how things take off, and you want to create another podcast. Sometimes it's, it's, it's somewhat closely related, and you can connect it to an overall brand that, that basically reaches mostly the same target audience, but some may be more interested in one podcast versus the other or vice versa. Uh, And of course, anybody who is trying to reach the exact same target audience and expects all of the people who listen to one to also listen to the other, I always try to recommend that those people condense that down to one podcast and create one excellent podcast rather than two really awesome podcasts. There's nothing wrong with two really awesome podcasts, but one superb, excellent podcast amazing podcast is even better. But there are times when, what if you, let's say, have a brand called Podcast Answer Man, and you also have a very deep passion for your faith, and you want to create a show, let's say, called Encouraging Others Through Christ. Or it sounds to me like, Spencer, you want to start a show with your wife and and have a family focus. And I have a show like that over at familyfromtheheart.com. And so I have all of these different passions and I've created so many different shows. Now, I've gone to the furthest extreme, which I totally am, I, I advised against it. There was one point where I was recording seven to 15 podcast episodes a week. I never advise that unless you have found a way to monetize all of your stuff through that one sh- through through the through content production alone. You know, if you're trying to, you know, try to pay the bills through your coaching and consulting and through your other services and products that you offer, podcasting 7 to 15 episodes a week on top of all of that, it's just too much. You can pull it off. I pulled it off for several years, but it landed me in the hospital twice. It's not something that I would want anybody else to do. Uh, and 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 life's so much more about you know, you know, living longer and 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 having margin so that you can be there and benefit people's lives. Uh, for for such a greater amount of time. And so I recommend trying to hone this stuff down and not get carried away and create too much. But there are times when you will have the video snapcast and then all of a sudden it's like it doesn't make sense to put Spencer's family cast on the video snapcast. It, I, that, I would not recommend that at all. Now, for me, what do I have? I have this, I created this thing called the Generally Speaking Production Network. So, Podcast Answer Man is actually one of my shows that is a part of the business brand of gspn.tv. All right. So, Podcast Answer Man is one show of several shows for gspn.tv. Whereas every show stands a little bit on its own in its own kind of business brand. Family from the Heart is its own brand. EncouragingOthersThroughChrist.com, it's its own brand. Although those all are under the umbrella of, of um, 
gspn.tv and that one website, they still have a distinct purpose and a mission of their own and and they're separate. The target audience isn't exactly the same and certainly with Podcast Answer Man, it's something so unique that not only does it exist on gspn.tv, but it has its own identity on the web. You know, I, I syndicate it out. I take Podcast Answer Man. It starts at podcastanswerman.com, but I do syndicate this episode or this show, if you will, to my gspn.tv network. Now, how do I manage all of this? I manage all of this stuff by thinking about the difference between my personal brand and my business brand. And here's the thing. I would imagine that almost... I, if I had to guess, just and throw out a number, 98% of the people who listen to Podcast Answer Man, if they were to ask you or if you were to ask them, what is my brand? If you if 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 somebody wanted to know who Cliff Ravenscraft is, what kind of would define what he's all about? And many people would say Cliff Ravenscraft's brand is Podcast Answer Man. Cliff Ravenscraft is Podcast Answer Man, Podcast Answer Man is Cliff Ravenscraft. That's who he is. That's his identity. I will tell you right now that that is not the answer that I would give. It is not. Podcast Answer Man is one part of who I am. It's one part of my brand. And that's why on Twitter, my Twitter account, I'm kind of glad that I didn't get Podcast Answer Man because I can only get Podcast Answer Ma. M-A, because the N wouldn't fit. I couldn't get Cliff Ravenscraft because the T wouldn't fit. I, I, I just bummed so i i'm stuck with just gspn which is you know and i couldn't even do dot tv so it's just gspn on twitter but you know what i'm kind of glad that i've i've kind of built my own personal brand you know who cliff ravenscraft is is multifaceted i am more than podcast answer man although you guys know me you listen i am extremely passionate about podcasting helping people understand how to podcast and take their podcast to the next level and sharing my story and and my online business efforts and all of that stuff and bringing that to this one thing called podcast answer man so passionate about it that i decided that it didn't make sense for me to do a different show called business tech weekly and a different show called social media serenity i wanted to bring all of that to podcast answer man as well and i realized wow this needs to be tied together i want to do not three really good uh, different podcasts uh for this audience but i wanted to create one awesome show called podcast answer man that incorporates the best of podcasting and technology help the best in business technology the best in social media all of my experiences wrapped into one into this nice brand over here and for many of you i am the podcast answer man but for so many other people I am the Hunger Games guy, you know, the, the guy that gets behind for literally for thousands for for more than I'd say, I think probably 30,000 people around around this world. When they hear Cliff Ravenscraft, if, if, if they knew who I was, which after, you know, 30 or some odd hours of listening to me and my wife talk about the Hunger Games, they probably know who I am by now. But if my name came up. I would be that guy who records podcasts about the Hunger Games, who sits down, reads a couple chapters, and and gets behind a microphone and talks about the Hunger Games in a really different and unique way that no other podcast does. Uh, for many other people, my you know, you ask them who Cliff Ravenscraft is, and it would say, you know, they would say Cliff Ravenscraft is the family from the heart guy, or Cliff Ravenscraft is the GSPN.TV guy, or Cliff Ravenscraft is all of these other things. And my daughter is here in the studio, so I'm going to pause for just one second. And I'm back. 
daddy duties calls. Uh, anyway, so the situation is is that I, you know, for I I am more than any one of my brands. And, oh, and by the way, my podcasting A to Z students, you know what? Many of them would still say I am podcast answer man, and they still do. But you know, for them, you know, podcasting A or not podcasting A to Z, but uh, podcast mastermind. Podcast mastermind to me is a completely it's 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 unique thing. It's a different thing. It's not just focused on podcasting. So here's the thing. I would recommend, <clears throat> Spencer, that you have a listen to uh, the Entre Leadership podcast from Dave Ramsey. I'll put links to it in the show notes. And the reason why is because I believe we need to always start with the why. First of all, who am I? Why do I do anything that I do? Have I dis- discovered what my own personal mission statement is? And I think that that's important before we start thinking about the work that we do, before we start thinking about the businesses that we're going to put our hands to or the the podcast, the brands that we're going to create, the tribes that we're going to lead. Let's let's first find out what is it? Who am I? What is my identity? What motivates me? What's my mission? What's my purpose? That That's where I like to start is starting with the why do I do what I do? If you want to find out why I do what I do, go to podcastanswerman.com slash why and you'll hear an episode where I, I've, I've consistently been battling, you know, what is it that I do? And here's the other thing that I want to tell you is that um, once you have that, every podcast that you create before you record your first episode, so you should kind of think to yourself and preferably write it down. What is the mission and the purpose here? What is my mission statement for this? And the reason why I suggest that you check out the Entre Leadership podcast from Dave Ramsey, uh, back on December 19th, 2011, they released an episode with an interview with my good friend Dan Miller from 48 Days to the Work You Love. Anyway, and you can check out his podcast, by the way, at 48days.com slash listen. Anyway, Dan Miller talked with Dave about, and or actually the guys over there, about personal mission statements. And I had heard Dan talk about personal mission statements forever. It's been on my to-do list forever. And, you know, I never really got around to it. I kind of have a feeling for, you know, who I am, what I'm doing. But oftentimes, I still wish I had a, a statement that I could read to clearly define, does this fit in with what my own personal mission is? Does this new show carry out what I'm trying to do in my life? Or does this new um, business opportunity. Does blog world fit into my personal mission statement? Does the podcast mastermind fit into my personal mission statement? Does family from the heart, does any of these other shows that I do, any of the other work that I might accomplish, does it fit into my personal mission statement? Now, here's the thing. I don't, I didn't have a personal mission statement until I was having this conversation about what is our personal brand inside of the podcast mastermind. And in the conversation, I pulled out a quote from my interview with Michael Hyatt a couple weeks ago. And in that interview, he says, you know, really, when we talk about personal brand, we're really talking about managing our online reputation or who, what are, what do we want to be known for? And that got me to thinking, it's like, you know, and here's the thing for me, I don't know that I want to be known for podcast answer, man. I I certainly want that to be one of the things that I'm known for, but what I want to be known for is this, 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 and this. And it was, it's like, wow, I wonder if I could turn that into a personal mission statement. 
And so I sat down for an hour and took those four statements that I want to be known for and I put it together in one solid statement and I called it my personal mission statement and here's what I did. I sent it over to Dan Miller and asked him, what do you think? And let me read to you my personal mission statement and tell me if this doesn't clearly define who Cliff Ravenscraft is, all right? My mission is to dedicate my life to entertaining educating, encouraging, and inspiring others to share my passions and experiences in life in an authentic and transparent way that inspires others to make positive changes in their lives. I want to be known as a follower of Jesus who authentically attempts to live out my faith, though I may fail miserably at times, in a way that engages popular culture without turning others off. I want to always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that I have and to be ready to do so with gentleness and respect. That, my friends, is who Cliff Ravenscraft is. It doesn't matter if I'm podcasting. It doesn't matter if I'm out on the lake hanging out with my kids on Memorial Day weekend. It doesn't matter if I'm going to go uh, as a professional speaker. It doesn't matter if I'm going to write books. It doesn't matter if I'm doing whatever. And so I asked Dan, I said, Dan, you, you know, you're the personal mission statement guy. You know, and, and I don't even remember, Dan, all of the different things that you said that it should include. It's, I know there are like four or five things you mentioned in your interview on entrepreneurial leadership and I forgot to go back and listen to those but let me just ask you just does this mission statement is there anything I'm missing that's critical that would help me further and this is I sent that in an email to Dan and he says no Cliff you're right on the money it's very personal and yet broad enough you could change careers or jobs and find plenty of other ways to embrace your mission podcasting is certainly not the only way you can hold what you're doing now up against that mission statement to verify that you are fulfilling it. But you could you could decide to do something else and again, use that mission statement as a filter to affirm or eliminate other options. Sounds great. So, so Spencer, how do I manage my multiple brands? I manage my multiple brands by simply knowing who I am personally. Do, do and, and and that's what matters most. Podcast answer man, I I it I it pains me to even say this as a possibility. Podcast answer man could go away and Cliff Ravenscraft would still exist. I could I you know there there could be a time down the road where I no longer doing podcast answer man but I'm just doing the podcast mastermind. Or there could be a time when I'm not doing Podcast Answer Man, I'm not doing Podcast Mastermind, and I could just be doing Encouraging Others Through Christ. There could be a time where I'm not doing podcasting, but instead I'm producing you know, an online television network that fulfills my mission and purpose. You know, I, I say all of those things, but please don't write those down. Don't hold me to those because here's the thing. As far as I can see, I can never see the day when I'm not going to do Podcast Answer Man anymore. For as far as I can see, I can't see a day when I won't be doing the podcast mastermind. In fact, I'm going to be focused more on podcast mastermind than I will on podcast answer man related stuff. But but the thing is, is th- these are still the heaviest focus. That's where I am. It's where my heart is and where I I, I don't see me changing. I, I just it, it's it's the direction I'm going. It's the path I'm going down. And I'm going to continue to share it with you. 
And but the thing is, is I still do family from the heart every single week. In fact, let me just sh- share with you real quickly. If I go to familyfromtheheart.com, I I'm at episode 211 on that show. 211 episodes of Family from the Heart. I have actually, you know, podcast answer man. What is this? This is episode number 263. I don't know if you guys know this, but I have already surpassed 3,000 podcast episodes. And so how do I manage those multiple brands? Number one, I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. I am not my brand. I, you know, I, I have my own personal brand, my own personal mission, my own personal me. But you here's and here's the thing, your question and, and then we'll wow, we're already going to be ten, at least 10 minutes over on this episode over an hour. So here's the thing. Going back to your original question, Spencer, you asked, is there crossover? You better believe there's crossover. You know, when let's just say if you have 34,000 people listening to the Hunger, Hunger Games podcast. And by the way, by the way, the first 6000 of those subscribers I built solely from Twitter. I mean, I used a Twitter strategy that helped me build and gain 6,000 subscribers to my podcast. Guaranteed, that's exactly how they found out about me. I know it for a fact. And not only that, for most of those 6,000 people, the very first podcast they ever heard in their life was the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. Guess what? Many of those people listened to the podcast not because they had any desire to find out who I was because they were passionate about Hunger Games. And because they were passionate about Hunger Games, they actually started to uh, get to know myself and my wife. They started to feel some kind of connection and they started to listen to other shows. So yes, there's definitely crossover. And there is a small percentage every now and then in the Hunger Games podcast, I'll say, hey, if you if you enjoy this podcast, did you know that you could create a podcast about things that you're passionate about? Go over to learnhowtopodcast.com. And you know what? Some of those people do. In fact, a percentage of those people do. I don't, I've never really tracked the exact number, but here's the thing. I would say it's in the hundreds, if not close to over a thousand people from the Hunger Games podcast who have gone through learnhowtopodcast.com and started podcasting as a hobby. And I do know this for a fact because I do see where the traffic comes from when they're coming from the show notes when they click on the link. Also, I know some people who have gone through the tutorial for learn how to podcast as a hobby, you know, they've got the foundation. They say, well, I want to do this professionally. This is so much fun. And they say, you know what, how I originally heard about you before I decided to hire you to coach and consult me or before I decided to take your podcasting A to Z course, um, I found you through the Hunger Games or I found you through the Virtual Assistant podcast or I found you through the Twilight Saga podcast or the Lost podcast or whatever the case may be. So Spencer, yes, um, it is. you're going to see some crossover. The important thing, how do you manage it all? Number one, manage yourself. Make sure you understand who you are. You, Spencer, are not the video Snapcast guy. You, Spencer, are not the family podcast guy. Spencer, you are you. Identify clearly who you are and then make sure that who you are fits into those brands that you're not just chasing after things because that's where the audience is. So that is my answer about how to manage multiple brands. And with that being said, I am going to turn things straight over to uh, the interview with Noah Shannock, from C- who is the CEO of Stitcher Radio. And I'll tell you about Podcasting Answer Man or Podcasting A to Z, July's course 
at the uh, end of the interview. So here you go. All right, my friends, I am so excited to be on the line with Noah Shanak, who is the CEO of Stitcher Radio, a service that seems to be taking the podcasting world by storm. And even in my own opinion, I think it's kind of uh, one of the indicators. Their, their company is one of the indicators about the future of podcasting. So, Noah, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Cliff, thanks so much for having me. Well, hey, the first thing I want to ask you is when, how, and why did Stitcher Radio get started? Um, great question. So uh, Stitcher, so we launched on the iPhone um, in 2008, and, um, and the, 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 um, the original idea came from um, a, a couple places. One, I was an early adopter of Pandora, um, and I understood with a two-way internet connection um, that you can just get a lot more um, value as a listener because you can personalize um, the, the, the radio versus a, versus a, uh, a one-way broadcast connection. And I was also um, an early adopter of podcasts, and I, I love seeing how much um, and hearing um, the, the breadth of content uh, that, that, that was available. But it was, it was painful because you had to download and you had to sync um, and discovery wasn't as automatic um, as it as it needed to be, and so I, I figured. Um, and people listen to people consume um, content other than music when they're on the go doing other things. So um, my thought was, if there was really going to be a mobile internet connection, um, then people would want to consume uh, what they want uh, when they want to, um, and if we could do it in a way that's automated and and helps them to discover. Uh, new stuff, and that would be um, that would be a huge advance forward for um, for for, uh, for for radio, both both from the producer side um, and from the listener side. So that's that's how it came about, and it's uh, and, and it's coming along great. So, Noah, was this originally your idea then, back in two thousand eight, to launch this thing? The the original <clears throat> excuse me, the original idea was mine, um, but uh, I launched it with a, a technical co-founder, Pete Peter DeBrody, and um, since since then, as uh, you know, as as uh, the, the vision has has never changed, but um, uh, it, it, the uh, but things morph uh, along the way, and now um, we have a fantastic team, and and uh, so it's a collaboration of a, of a lot of different. Um, ideas that come 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 from all of us um, in, in the product. You know, my good friend Andy Traub, he's from the Take Permission Podcast Network, and he wanted me to ask how Stitcher separates itself from apps like Downcasts, uh, Podcasts, and the various other podcasting apps that allow users to create their own channels from their podcast feeds, uh, oftentimes based upon, you know, the directory listings that are publicly made available. Sure. Um so I guess the the, uh, the 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 first differentiator is that is the price is right. Um, so Stitcher's free. Um, Stitcher can also, uh, as you know, uh, um, uh, makes it easier for listeners to create um, to to create their own channels um, from podcasts that they like. Um, and um, and then beyond that, um, con- content discovery uh, is a huge priority for us. We're, we we hear from. Um, from partners um, that that after iTunes, Stitcher's uh, the, the the top platform um, 
for uh, discovery of shows. Um, and we have algorithms that recommend shows based on your listening. Um, and we're actually about to launch more um, discovery tools. Uh, we're seeing with uh, the discovery tools we have already that, um, for, for instance, 50% of new listeners um, use our listeners also like feature um, to discover and they discover an average of five new shows per week that they listen to. Um, Stitcher also has app integrations with uh, with a growing number of car manufacturers, um, and that makes it easier um, and safer to to to, uh, to listen while driving. Um, and then uh, Stitcher streaming is is more reliable um, and doesn't uh, and, and doesn't hog bandwidth because of of um, our compression technology. Um, Stitcher's also um, we 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 do curate content, so we have um, we we have a, a, a best of. Um, we have an editorial staff that takes that takes a look at um, what what content uh, folks are liking, and we try to unearth um, new stuff that way. Um, and then recently, we launched an election center, uh, which has got some really cool transcription technology um, and uh, unearths what what topics are trending um, in uh, in politics today, and um, allows. Uh, allows listeners um, who are interested in, in, in the elections to keep up with um, to, 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 uh, to keep up with candidates and um, the topics that are of interest today. Uh, there are a couple yeah. things that I want to bring up here uh, and, and I hope you don't mind me asking a very difficult question or a hard question for you. but here's the, here's the one thing there was you guys had been around since 2008. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I just got added to Stitcher Radio for Podcast Answer Man and many of my other gspn.tv shows uh, here this year, 2012. So it's been many years. Uh, and one of the things I can tell you is that for probably 18, 19, 20 months, I got repeated requests, You know, usually one every two to three months, but repeated requests over almost two years for people to say, who said, hey, I really wish you would get on that Stitcher radio. I can't seem, you know, I, I love Stitcher radio. I absolutely, it's my favorite app, but I can't get your show. Your show is the only one that I still want on there. Uh, can you please go and add it? And of course, um, there, there were other services out there called Slacker Radio and some other things. And I got you guys confused with some of those other services where content producers to actually sign up, they actually had to pay to be a part of the service. Um, so I guess my, my difficult question for you is this idea of curated content versus allowing somebody who has the application to just throw in their own RSS feed and say, hey, this is content I really love and the content producers won't get off their hind ends and go and find out more and and submit themselves. What 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 are you doing to kind of deal with that? Yeah. So, um, well, a, a couple of different things. One, um, we, we we do get a, a lot of inbound requests, and um, and uh, and so we um, and we're we're very proactive about those. Um, two, we, we are. Um, we are uh, do- doing our best um, and, and I- increasing our capacity to reach out to um, potential content partners that we want to be on our service um, to, 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 to be on our service. Um, we do, uh, and, and, and there's so much great content um, out there, but we want to, we, we want to one, um, formalize relationships um, with, with content uh, partners. Um, we want 
all of the content um, that that that's on Stitcher to be content that um, that uh, l- listeners are are going to want to hear. So we do um, we we screen somewhat like you know we obviously wouldn't put up um, any you know content that that's pornographic or or you know hate content or anything like that. So so we're careful um, we're we're careful about that. Um, and and we are up to uh, seven thousand um, sh- shows now available. So so we've increased our capacity a lot. Um, and uh, but we and 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 um, the, the primary purposes of of, um, of not just allowing users to add RSS feeds directly is one. We want to formalize relationships with, with content partners. Where um, it's it's our approach to work hand in hand with you. Um, and, and two, we want to make sure that the selection of content um, that, that that's available is, um, is 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 the absolute best. Um, I, but it is it, it, you 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 were at, you were at it four years too late. So that that um, but but uh, at least uh, at least you're on there now. Yeah, and I I totally see both sides of this. As a content producer, I don't know that I definitely. I don't know that I I'd want my content added to your network with the fact that it's being, you know, knowing that it's actually going through a whole new um, process of compression. And right. and obviously there, there's the potential in the future that you may include advertisement that you might generate income from that. I yes. you know that if without any kind of formalized agreement, there would be no uh, ability for me to 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 kind of get in on that or be aware that it's happening. So I can see it from my perspective as a content creator, but as a user of Stitcher Radio and somebody who unfortunately may not have ever heard about podcasting before, all of a sudden they've been told about Stitcher Radio or it came included on their car system or whatever the case may be. Now they've been introduced to this world of podcasting and and they just got that one guy, that podcast answer man guy. I've been <laughs> emailing him. I email Stitcher every single day and the guy will not get himself on there. You know, it, how do I get his content? I I guess I'm going to have to go find another way to get all of those great producers' contents uh, that that just won't take the time to go and and add themselves to that content delivery system. Yeah, no, it's true, and it, and it's it's something that we've um, we've battled internally. But our, our um, you know part of our mission is uh, really strong relationships with um, with. Uh, with with content partners and uh, and and then also having the highest quality um, content available on Stitcher and that's probably um, you know that's that's probably why out of um, the the, um, uh, the 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 other um, uh, you know the, the, the other apps that are available were, were were likely the most popular. We have five million registered users. Um, we're, grow- we're growing very quickly, so hopefully, um, the, the the benefits of our decision, uh, you know, out, outweigh, um, uh, you know, outweigh the early hurdles. And we're increasing, um, and as I mentioned, we're certainly increasing our onboarding capabilities faster and faster. Well, you mentioned curated content and that you have an editorial staff. Do you guys have some kind of guideline? Now, you obviously just shared with me that you know, adult-oriented content. Um, you know, is, is profanity something that you're looking for explicit language of, is there a line or uh, that you draw on the sand that says we won't go this far? Um, it would have to be pretty far. I mean, obviously, uh, a lot, especially in, in, uh, in, in, in the comedy sector, uh, there, there, there's a, there's a fair amount of profanity. 
um, were, uh, were, were talking about, um, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about extremes. Um, and we, we also, um, and, and, and iTunes can help be a, be, be a guide for us that way. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll check to see if it's available on iTunes and, and we'll just make our, you know, it, it's, it's rare, um, that, uh, we choose not to include the content. Um, but, uh, but we also want to be really, you know, we, we do want to be careful about it. You mentioned something about transip transcription technology. And, and I would just want to say, by the way, Rachel, that works with you guys, she is absolutely amazing. She is on top of everything. And I really I don't know that I'd be on Stitcher today if it wasn't for her persistence and her patience. So uh, keep her around. But anyway, <laughs> I, I think she's mentioned something about uh, the transcription technology. I've not had a chance to look into this any further to see what she was talking about. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in this transcription that you guys are uh, that you've acquired and what you're planning to do with it? Yeah, so it's super cool. Um, so the way that it works now is basically um, all of our news and um, po- politics content um, is uh, we, we transcribe the audio and analyze um, the, 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 the words in the audio and see um, t- topics that, you know, that, that are trending and what, um, you know, what candidates are saying. So, you know, it, it might be jobs, it might be the economy, it might be something um, that, 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 that's more time sensitive. And then, um, so it, it shows li- listeners um, w- what's trending and then allows uh, listeners to, to choose the content. Um, and then it'll show all the mentions within a particular uh, episode. And then listeners can either listen to the full episode um, or listen basically just from, from those offsets. Um, and you can imagine the possibilities more broadly for this um, in, in, in terms of uh, g- getting li- listeners to uh, the, the, the topics of, of, of interest that they want to hear um, and g- giving um, content producers more opportunity to, um, to, to, uh, to, to find those listeners based on what it is that they're talking about. So the transcription technology is only currently being applied to the news and politics category. Are you ex- looking to expand that in the future? We are, um, and we just we figured that uh, that um, it, the 2012 election uh, was a great jumping off place for us. Um, great for us to learn about um, uh, about the technology and refine it. Great way to get feedback from listeners on um, on you know what you know what's working and what's not. Um, but um, the, the technology that we have available to, uh, to us, plus the, the, the two-way internet connection, um, it, is, it, it just has not been harnessed in, in full um, yet to deliver uh, the, the, the audio experience that, um, that we believe we can deliver. So, so we are planning on um, rolling it out more, more widely, um, and we're using this as, as uh, a stepping stone. Great. The next question I have for you is about car manufacturers. Uh, one of the things that really got me excited about Stitcher Radio when I first started to look into it and see if I was going to spend some time to, you know, go through and read these content provider agreements and all this stuff. Uh, what got me excited is to read that you guys were actually you'd already signed deals to to get into uh, manufacturers' car radio systems. The the actual 
factory radio systems in Ford. And I think I just re- read a report at something about uh, BMW. Are there any other manufacturers that you're um, getting into? Yeah, that's so. So um, the ones that you mentioned uh, are, are are correct. Ford was um, we made a um, they, they were the first to announce, and they announced with um, uh, us and then Pandora on the music side, and it was uh, it was um, at the Consumer Electronics Show, and Ford CEO um, who was a keynote, um, him and his team basically announced it then. So that was very exciting for us because um, in car connectivity. Um, in, in, the, the, the car obviously is a, is a huge place where people consume this content and we want it to be um, is as easily accessible um, as possible. So since then, we've also um, added GM as a partner, um, including um, inc- including all of their brands, Buick, GMC, um, Cadillac, and Lincoln. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, as you mentioned, BMW, we haven't launched with them yet. Um, we've made the announcement and... Um, and um, and we are going to be launching um, on all BMW and Mini models uh, in um, uh, in this uh, this fall. So how does this work? Uh, let's just say I buy one of these brand new cars that has this radio that supposedly I heard is going to have Pandora and Stitcher radio. Is this an app that I have to go and install into my radio, or is is am I am I going to roll this off the car lot and Stitcher radios there? Yeah, so it, it works. Um, it works in a variety uh, of ways. With 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 some of the higher end um, units, uh, none that have been announced yet, but um, we'll be announcing shortly with uh, with with, um, with a couple of other manufacturers. Sometimes the internet connection goes directly into the car, um, and then uh, and then Stitcher's basically just on deck on the head unit. Um, in in most cases, though, uh, the the uh, the connection and most of the heavy lifting is done on the the mobile device. So, um, but it stays in your pocket and connects through Bluetooth um, or connects through a thirty pin connector. Um, and then and, and and then basically uh, the, the, there's a full dashboard takeover of um, uh, of, of, of Stitcher. So you you could li- literally and, and in Ford's case. Um, that they're using some text to, or they're using some, some, some voice technology. So you could literally get into your car. Um, your, your, your car pairs and never comes out of your pocket. Um, you pull up Stitcher and then say, play, uh, podcast answer, man. Uh, and then it just starts playing out of your speakers and, um, and you, you've got full, uh, audio controls on your dashboard. Nice. Uh, so, and I guess these cars are starting to come with either 3G or 4G connect internet connectivity and stuff like that I, uh, these days as well. So, yeah, some are, um, and there's definitely uh, there, there's trade offs to both um, uh, to 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 doing it through the um, mobile device and, and um, or directly into the car. Um, but uh, they're, they're yeah, there's there it, it's there it's going to become more pervasive. But in the meantime, there's already, you know, 80 million, 90 million drivers in the United States that have internet connections in their car. It just happens to be through their smartphone. Um, and and um, what we're working on is uh, is just uh, making that experience as easy and safe as possible um, to, to, to listen to, to all of your favorite um, content. Now, I, I've browsed the radio, uh, the website for Stitcher Radio uh, quite a bit, you know, in my research that I was doing for you guys. And, you know, the, it seems like everything is obviously app driven, which makes sense. That's where you got started. That was the original idea, the purpose and everything. 
Uh, is there any plans in the future to make the the website, the web version uh, that people could get on their desktop or their iPad? Well, I guess if they had the iPad or another device, they'd have the app. But still, the website to where the, the content, the directory, if you will, that you guys have could be browsed and consumed right from their, let's say, Chrome browser, Internet Explorer, or Firefox browser, or what have you. We, we definitely need to, 95% of listening um, is, is, on, uh, is on mobile devices pre- pre- presently um, for Stitcher. We definitely uh, need to make over um, and we, we have uh, plans for it. What we found though in general is that um, it, 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 at least from, um, from, from what we've seen from our experiences and then, and then exploring user, usage patterns for folks, is that people listen to uh, people listen to music at, at the desk a fair amount, um, but m- most folks listen to uh, to n- non music content when they're on the go doing other things. Um, and uh, you know, at, at, at their computer, they will either read uh, or watch, watch a video. Um, but but it's difficult to 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 be working and then also. Um, listening uh, to, to talk, talk as well, which is why um, we haven't uh, prioritized the makeover of the website. Um, but but we, we certainly um, will be in, in the future because there there are um, there are listeners that want to hear it uh, from their computer, and we we want Stitcher to be wherever um, a listener wants to hear. That's awesome. I, I, I see just in my own mind some uses for revamping some of that stuff and having that available, you know, such as, you know, it'd be cool from the app if you could share, you know, hey, I'm listening to this. Wow, this is an amazing conversation in this episode. Click here to share on Twitter, Facebook, whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden that goes out. But, it, you know, for those who have a mobile device, they can click a link and maybe it opens up Stitcher Radio on their on their mobile device, or if I happen to be seeing that on my desktop, it cl- I click a link and it takes me to a web version of Stitcher where I could immediately either p- be taken to that particular episode, or even better, right to the moment from you know the timestamp of when they actually said, "Hey, start here." That's absolutely right, and we ha- we have some of that in place um, already, and we we um, as you may know, we did a very tight. Um, mobile integration with, uh, with Facebook, um, which basically, uh, for, for, um, for folks that want to publish to, to their timeline, it will publish listening to their timeline automatically. But a lot of, um, listening to what people publish, uh, which, which obviously from a virality perspective is, is fantastic, um, for, um, for, for producers of content. Um, but, but then we see that a, a fair number of people do click on that um, content on their desktop and we want to improve that. Um, we want to improve that experience. What, one of the things that was the most popular question that the podcast answer man community wanted me to ask you is how your affiliate program works. Hmm. Yes. Um, the, uh, so the, the affiliate program, um, is theoretically simple in concept, um, but but has frankly been tougher in execution. Um, the the the, ba- the basics of it is that Stitcher pays a um, dollar for each new user um, s- sent our way. Um, we we give uh, we give you a promo code and assets um, to get you set up. 
Um, we know there's been a pretty long path between um, from hearing a message about Stitcher um, and the promo code and getting to the to the app stores or websites to download the app. Um, and we can only display the results of the promo code, um, but we apply other calculations to determine um, new listeners that should be attributed um, to the show. So we look at um, new user uh, listens to that show, searches, um, uh, hits to the landing page um, to, to determine uh, the, the, the payout. Um, we, get, we begin um, paying uh, a content producer when they, they hit 100 um, new Stitcher users. Um, and, and partners um, who have been successful in the program have been able to convert um, somewhere between 7 to 10% of their listening um, audience uh, to the program. We are looking to alter um, the system in the future. Uh, we want to align incentives better. Um, we, we basically uh, want, just wanted to put a foot forward um, to provide another incentive for um, content producers to talk about Stitcher as a um, as as a uh, preferred listening platform um, and to um, and, and to share in the benefit. But there there are, there have uh, there are a lot of questions um, that come up about it, um, and, uh, uh, and and it's early days, and we 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 aim to to, to fix what's confusing. All right. Very cool. So I, I know that there's a lot of things that you guys are looking to improve in that area to to kind of uh, take away some of the confusion that exists there. You know, obviously you have the affiliate program as it is today, which is just a, a flat referral and and uh, of new users, a dollar per user. Do you guys have plans for advertising and shared revenue in the future? We do. Um, and right now we are, um, we're, we don't have a direct sales force and, um, and, uh, but are going to begin to focus, um, more on monetization. Um, thus, thus far we've been focused a lot on, um, just making Stitcher the, the best product it can be, building content partner relationships and getting on, um, uh, all of the platforms, um, that, that we need to be on. But we, we, we obviously, um, need to uh, um, we need to have a revenue stream, and, and we do plan to um, to to share that that revenue with 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 content producers. And so, and what we wanted to do in the meantime, even though we're, we're not monetizing, is um, pro- provide some incentives. Um, you, you know, show show um, show, show some goodwill. Um, as 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 we're building these relationships, but but we we absolutely plan um, to 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 share um, either do a revenue sharing or some some type of a, uh, you know some other form where incentives are aligned um, and uh, and content producers can reap all of the rewards rewards beyond just um, extending reach and 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 and, and metrics. Excellent. Now, the next thing that I want to bring up, and by the way, I am just marking here, I'm at uh, 26 26 minutes and 40 seconds into this interview because what I am about ready to ask you is not going to be included in the version of this interview that's going to go into another show because it's going to be released before an embargo. But uh, I'm happy to announce that we'll probably be one of the first places, at least in podcasts, where you're going to be sharing some new information, some pretty exciting stuff. And I'm going to go ahead and ask the questions that have been out there and uh, see where this leads us to with some new things you guys are adding. So the next question I have, is there any way to determine on Stitcher how your show ranks in comparison to other shows? 
in similar topic area like you can do in iTunes, for example, where you can see the top 200 episodes uh, or top 200 podcasts within a given category? Very glad you asked. Uh, so something that we've uh, been working on for a long time and, and, um, and, and uh, are, are, uh, are soon to announce. And by the time listeners are hearing this, we, we just announced it. Um, and this will be one of the, the first places um, where, where uh, uh, folks will, will, will hear about it. Um, we're going to begin publishing um, a Stitcher list, uh, and, and, which will update weekly. And basically... Um, we'll be showing not only um, what's most popular, uh, what the most popular shows are, um, but also um, what shows are most most shared, um, and 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 other things like which shows are fastest moving um, in terms of uh, you know pop popularity increase. Um, we want to give as many shows as possible a chance um, to to make the list um, and to uh, and to become discovered uh, through, through the Stitcher list. I, I love this idea. The Stitcher list is this now. Where's this going to be? Is this in app? Is this going to be on the website? How how's this? How are people going to see this list? It's a, initially going to be on the website, um, and then uh, we we will we will at some point likely put a, uh, a uh, at least a subset of it um, that that uh, listeners would be interested in, um, in into the app itself. We want to. Um, we want uh, we want everybody to see it. Um, it's it's very valuable information, um, and um, and we want um, uh, and we want content producers to benefit um, by, uh, by 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 their ranking and and uh, know whether they're improving. Um, I like the idea that you're looking at various different matrix. One of the one of the issues with iTunes, and and it's a big gripe that many podcasters have, is number one, they don't tell us anything about how they're calculating ratings and results and rankings. <laughs> uh, but no, the, here's the other thing we know is that um, a podcast who has a, a podcast who has seven hundred and fifty thousand subscribers, like This Week in Tech. You know, for you know, it, it's possible for them to not show up as number one when obviously they're probably the in technology they're definitely the number one. Now they do have enough new subscribers, enough new material, enough new downloads in iTunes that keeps them in the top of the list. But it's very possible for a podcast who maybe has slowly built an audience over the past six years to not make it into the top 10 because you've got people who have maybe less subscribers uh, but recently they've they've added a lot of newer subscribers and we we seem to have some kind of indication that that has something to do with iTunes ratings uh, is is it going to be you know are you going to rank popularity by just the number of people who are subscribed to such as this is an ongoing thing this isn't just within the last week this is the most popular or is it is it something that's going to be more time sensitive when it comes to the most popular list? We certainly so we we want it to be um, w w one we want we want it to be facts, but we don't want it to be static. Um, and it's obviously that's why why iTunes um, uh, d does it uh, the way that they do it. Um, we also want to be fully transparent with uh, with 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 how we. Um, with how we calculate the, the information, um, and and so the um, 
I'm actually not certain how, how we're doing it with the first list, but we don't want it to, you know, we want it to that, that dynamically change, um, which is why part of why we're, um, we are uh, unearthing other things like most shared and, um, you know, and, and, and fastest moving. So there, there, there will be some both algorithmic and, um, uh, and time, the, the, you know the, the the rolling time will be the, the you know the, the, the previous week, um, and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll tweak it as needed. Um, but but uh, the idea is that we'll create a standard um, that allows uh, folks to see really where they are, um, but also allow some movement. Uh, on the list. So it's possible for a podcast answer, man. Let's just say that this week in tech gets, you know, 500,000 shares and, and, and that happened, you know, let's just say that happened two years ago. Uh, but today, you know, I go to podcast answer, man, and I say, Hey guys, I would really love it if you'd do me a favor and, and go and share. And, and let's just say that the average amount of shares that a podcast gets is somewhere between a thousand or something like that for one of the most populars. And I get 5,000 of my listeners to go and say, Hey, sh- share me. So it's possible that I actually could show up as number one in one of the reports as being one of the most shared podcast, even though, uh, Twit in the past has had you know you know exponentially larger numbers. That's absolutely right, um, and and pretty compelling from a from a listener perspective to to listen to something that um, is, is that shared. It's indicative of um, either you know some incredibly compelling content and or a very strong uh, following. Both both of which uh, is is appealing to a listener. Can a can a listener share a, a podcast? Is it do a do I guess do listeners share podcast shows or do they share episodes? And can they share a podcast more than once? Uh, they can share a podcast more than once. Um, we I, I think the way that we calculate it is by show, but um, but in, in the previous week. So if they shared a show. Um, that wasn't a, uh, a, the, the current show, uh, but they sh- shared it in the last week. That that would count. Gotcha. Um, and and um, they can share. We have one click share um, to 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 Facebook, Twitter, um, and 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 also emailing a friend. Nice. Uh, so, and the the other question I have here is, what's the process that there's the there's this top pick email mailing list what, that you send out every now and then where you feature uh, a top pick, a top show? I am very thankful to have been picked for this uh, at one time in the past. And my good friend Caesar Abid, he's also a member of my podcast Mastermind. He's wondering, you know, what's the process? How does one get onto a top pick? Yeah. So the. Um uh, so, so one thing that we in, in, encourage just in, in general is um, make sure that you're uh, communicating um, with um, with your Stitcher rep, uh, whether that's um, Rachel or, or Lisa um, or someone else. Let us know um, any big shows that you have um, that are that are coming up um, because we we we're, we'll be inclined to um, to help support and uh, and, and feature those. Um, and, uh, and, um, let us know, you know, what, what, just keep, keep us, uh, in the loop about what's going on for, for you. Um, we'll also, um, you know, we, we look a lot at, at, at the, um, metrics of, of, of listening, um, people internally, uh, have, have, um, 
the things that they really uh, that they really like, um, and and that's helpful. And then to the extent that you're um, a, a supporter of Stitcher um, on your show uh, as, as a listening platform for listeners, that 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 obviously helps as well. Sweet and. Um David from the Theater Geeks podcast wanted me to ask you, are there any opportunities that exist to market or increase the listenership on Stitcher? Um, I, I would probably have to try to answer that question for you and tell me if I'm right. But it's it's really, you know, getting people out there that are in your community to try to uh, get onto the Stitcher platform and ask those people to share it. And therefore, that's going to give you this more visibility through this new list, right? That's that's absolutely right. Um, and then the more listeners you have on the Stitcher platform, the higher the likelihood um, that your show um, will be recommended, um, and our and our listeners also like uh, list, um, and, um, and 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 also in other stations. Uh, in addition to what you already mentioned. Alrighty, and uh, I'm gonna mark my time here. It is 36:21, so that I can end the embargo. So we're done with all embargoed talk by now. All right. Uh, here, so 36:30 uh, is what I'm gonna write down. Actually, let me just fix that to 36. All right. So there is, there are a couple other questions, and then I'll finally let you go. I know that you've got a busy day today, but um, one of the questions that I have for you is this special compression technology. I know that most of the shows are talk and therefore the compression's not all that bad, but you get somebody who's got a, a 128 kilobit file and they have, let's just say, a lot of music in it, like my, my the intro of my show. And then all of yeah. a sudden that, that show gets pulled off of the content delivery network of mine off of one download. And then you go in and recompress this and push it out to somebody else. It It further throws out digital information bits about the music that was actually included in the front and the end of my show or clips in between. Um, is I know that you had to do that because of the the agreements and the regulations with, you know, cell carriers or Apple themselves or stuff like that. Is there anything that can be done about this in the future, do you see? So um, I, I, a couple of things. For, for, first, the benefits, because we, we don't, um, from, from, a, um, from an Apple perspective, um, we, it, it wasn't something that was necessary for, for us to do. What we, we were looking for, one, from a user perspective, and it was what one um, it is, uh, was, um, took a huge amount of work from a technology perspective to, to, to build the infrastructure to do this. And two is more costly because um, th- then we basically end up uh, hosting a set of content and we pre- you know would prefer not to do it. So it, it was a very big investment um, for, for, for us to be able to do it. The reason that we do it um, is, is twofold. One, um, e- even as uh, cell networks get get better and we've come a long way from the AT&T, uh, you know, the early days of the, the, the edge network on the iPhone, um, we still want the um, we still want streaming to be lightning fast and and very reliable um, and uh, and then two um, there there are more and more bandwidth caps um, that, that that we're seeing and um, and so we and people listen to Stitcher a lot um, and so we want the the their um, we, we want the footprint to be as, as low as possible and it is quite low. Um, 
And so we did a lot of testing. We're audiophiles ourselves. Um, at, at, at first, um, you, you know, we when we were listening to some of the early stuff we got, um, you, you know, we didn't love it a lot. We tested it a ton with listeners um, to, to make sure that the quality um, was was high enough that um, they, you know, that there, there weren't complaints about it. Um, and, and by and large, if you look at our reviews, um, you know, we're four and a half to to five star app, um, it rarely does that come up um, a, a, as an issue. But we we want um, the experience to be uh, as, as as good as possible, um, and so we you know we, we can we we can certainly be flexible uh, with it in the future, um, depending upon uh, you, you know what goes on in the industry. But that's the reason why we do it. Um, and, um, and, and that, and that's a big benefit, uh, we found for, for users and therefore for, um, content, uh, producers as well. Well, that, I, I certainly understand, uh, where you guys are coming from. And, and the one thing that as an audiophile myself is, is this idea. I mean, I love the idea of your list. I love the idea of your rankings and ratings and getting more listeners and finding all these new people who got these cars that, and they've got these apps that have, they have no idea what this stuff is that, and boom, they click on technology and boom, there's podcast answer, man. I want to be at the top. But at the same time, I don't know that I want to drive 98% of my audience to a lower quality file. And and so that wars within me. Uh, but uh, I certainly value what Stitcher brings to the table. And, and you make a compelling case for sending uh, your audience there. I, I will give you that. Much appreciated, and from um, one audio file to another, it was um, you know, and, and a lot of us internally, it was a um, it was a, uh, a a difficult decision, and there was a huge amount of testing because at, at the core, what we wanted to do is provide the best experience for um, listeners, and so um, you know, and, and there's trade offs with any with, with with everything. Two last questions, and I'll let you go. The the next the second to last question is: Do you have custom radio programs that are put on by Stitcher? Yesterday, I was invited to be on a show and had a great time, and I just wondered: Is that an official Stitcher show? And do you have other shows that are official Stitcher branded? That so that's our uh, official Stitcher show. Meet the talkers. Um, we uh, we are not um, producers of, of content ourselves. There are. Um, many, many very talented folks out there, um, uh, who, who, uh, who produce content and we're focused on being a platform, but we do want to, um, we want to get to know and have, uh, let listeners, our, our listeners get to know, um, those great producers of content. Uh, so we created a show called Meet the Talkers, um, which, uh, you're, you, you're uh, you're starring in the in, in the in the current episode um, to to uh, to be able to, to 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 talk to you about the industry and about your show and to get to know you better. That for us um, is really important, and um, it, it's just a fun project that we're uh, that that we're doing internally. Um, and and uh, so 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 that's the that that's the uh, that's the Stitcher show. Excellent. And then the final question is: What are you working on for the future of Stitcher Radio? So we are, um, we're laser focused just on being the best place, um, to consume, uh, to consume audio content that uh, we want to be, uh, we want to make it, um, as easy as possible for, for listeners to find, 
um, the, the shows that they already love um, and, and discover new ones. Um, and we want that experience to be with them wherever they, they are and whenever they, they want to listen to, to Stitcher. So on the platform side, we're going to continue to roll out um, in, in, with more vehicle integrations. Um, with uh, We'll continue to roll out great features on um, the, uh, the, the iPhone and Android and, and other mobile platforms. Um, you'll begin to see us, uh, we're, we're on Sonos, so you'll begin to see us more in the home as well. Um, and then on the content um, partnership side, uh, we're going to be providing um, more information um, for in, in, in the content partner portal uh, and, and elsewhere for content producers that can be helpful um, to, to, to them both in, um, in working to extend uh, their reach into understanding their um, audience uh, and to, to furthering the relationships. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm excited to see the roadmap ahead. Uh, again, it, it took a lot for me to finally take notice and to to investigate further, but I'm glad that I did. I, I do think that you guys are on the cutting edge. I know that you're going to be at Blog World and New Media Expo talking about uh, on the podcasting track about the future of podcast di- distribution. I am so delighted to have you on that panel session. Can't wait to attend that. Uh, folks, if you are listening to this, I encourage you right now, go to stitcher.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com and scroll to the bottom, look in the footer on the right-hand side, it says content providers and click the sign up button. Get your show into Stitcher. It's another way to get noticed and uh, get some new listeners and uh, not a bad way to actually earn a couple extra bucks just by telling your audience about their application. Noah, thank you so much for everything. Man, what a valuable uh, time to, to get to know about you and about Stitcher and uh, its future. So thank you so much. Cliff, thanks so much. It's an honor to be on your show and I'm glad uh, you show Stitcher, me and a lot of other, uh, lot of other listeners. Well, my friends, that's going to wrap it up for this extremely long episode once again of Podcast Answer Man. I hope that you got a lot of value out of this one. Uh, I know that uh, it's exciting to hear about what's going on with the future of Stitcher Radio. Uh, You know, cell phones have certainly increased the audience that is listening to our content. And I think bringing it into car stereos like Stitcher is doing is one of the ways of the future of podcasting. And I, for one, am excited about it. I also hope that you got a little bit of value out of the talk about personal brand versus your business brands or podcast brands or what passion brands, whatever you want to call them. I hope that you got some value out of that. I'll put the, I'll put a link to the Entre Leadership podcast in the show notes for you guys. Just go over to podcastanswerman.com slash 263 for show notes for this episode. And also, uh, real quickly, podcastingatoz.com, podcasting a to Z.com. The July course is ready to roll. Uh, we're going to start Monday, July 9th. We are going to end on Friday, August 3rd. Four weeks of access to me to help you personally going and a small group, a very small class of people to launch a podcast. Everything you need to know, A to Z, it's there. You will have a podcast by the end of that course. If you apply yourself and you want to make it happen, you'll have everything you need and access to me, unlimited access to me for four weeks 
Go check it out. Full details over at podcastinga-to-z.com. There's a seven-minute video that explains the course, a lot of written text, and go there today. Now, if you want, you can go over to Podcasting A to Z and get registered, but do it soon because I'm only going to take 30 students this time, and I sent out, um, I had 24 people on the waiting list, sent out those emails at 2 o'clock this morning, and five people signed up immediately. So, (laughs) certainly get signed up as quickly as possible. Podcasting A to Z.com. Also, I want to remind you, Blog World is next week. If you can't attend, it's already too late for that. It's not. You can. You can come to NYC. Just go over to podcastanswerman.com. Click on the link that says I'm speaking at Blog World. That's my affiliate link. Sign up using promo code GSPN10. You'll get 10% off. Now, if you want to, you can get the virtual ticket option. And uh, that will allow you to have access if you can't make it. And it's a great option for you to get the recordings of every single session, not just the podcasting track, but every session for the uh, Blog World and New Media Expo. Guys, I am out of time. So much more I wanted to include in this episode. I'm looking forward to episode 264. God bless you all. We'll talk to you actually in two weeks. In two weeks. I forgot. Because I will be taking next week off because of Blog World. Wow, I almost forgot that one. I will see you in two weeks, my friends. God bless. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do, including your personal mission statement, to the next level. 